Hey guys, I'm Candace Eisner, and this week I want to talk to you about that sometimes tricky situation you get into being both a healthcare provider and a business owner. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey everyone, happy Monday. So yeah, this week's topic is definitely near and dear to my heart. I want to talk about that sometimes difficult, often precarious, and occasionally frustrating balance between being a business owner and a healthcare provider. Or if you put it another way, the balance between being, you know, someone has to follow the rules of their regulatory body, of course, yet you still need to run your business like any other business. You need to do marketing, you need to do promotion, you need to look at your finances and all that stuff. I know many folks working in healthcare aren't really fond of thinking of themselves as small business owners or entrepreneurs. I know I was certainly like that at one point in my career, in the early days of being a massage therapist. And I know a lot of massage therapists now, even if they've been at their career many years, certainly feel like that. They don't like the idea of marketing and advertising, and they find a lot of that business stuff really daunting. They'd rather focus on giving good treatments and, you know, they they figure it's just going to fall into place from there. Now, the trouble with that is that unless you understand where your business is going, who your target clients are, and how to market yourself, you're always going to be in that feast or famine mindset so many massage therapists find themselves in. You're always going to find your business just isn't doing well enough, and you're going to wonder why you aren't making the income that you really want to make. And for a lot of you, I know income you really want to make isn't millions of dollars. It's just making a reasonable living wage. I remember the, a recent statistic is something like 50% of massage therapists are higher. I, again, I'm sort of quoting this off the top of my head. I don't have the statistic in front of me. But something like 50% or higher of massage therapists, you know, five years in, were not making the income they were hoping to make. And their, and their, um, their expectations weren't unreasonable. Most of them were only making 30K or less a year. And... That's not a lot of money, particularly if you live in Toronto. So yeah, you know, you're going to find yourself wondering why you're not making the income you want to make. And it's not because of a failing of being a massage therapist. There are other reasons. So the thing is, understanding your clients and what they need is a huge key for your effective marketing and also for growing your business into what you want it to be and making that income you want. And you also need to think about having goals for your income and your business growth based on what you know your clients want and need. That's an important aspect of running any business, not just a healthcare business, any business. Goals give us focus and structure and help us in making our business decisions. Whether it's deciding if you want to add online booking or add more hours to your schedule or hire another therapist to come in and work with you or when to book your vacation time, All of those things should be examined with reference to your goals. Yes, there's other things to look at too, but your goals certainly should be in the forefront. But the flip side of this, that side that many massage therapists and yeah, you other healthcare providers too often get stuck on is the regulatory side. That is the policies, the position statements, the standards and bylaws, etc, etc of the college that regulates your profession. For you Ontario people who are massage therapists, that of course is the CMTO. So if I reference that again, now you know what I'm talking about. 
It is important to follow the law for the sake of both you and your clients. That's true. I'm not going to argue that that's not true. And the college does say that all decisions should be made in the best interests of your client, making sure to not unduly influence them for your own financial gain. In fact, I quoted that exact line, that last little bit about unduly influence from their position, is it a position statement or a policy? I think it's a position statement. Anyway, it's, a, it's all the one all around gift certificates. So that's, that's the sort of word out of the horse's mouth right there. The issue here is that a lot of therapists get nervous about being on the right side, so to speak, of the college. And they end up not doing much advertising and marketing at all, especially if they don't really like it. Or at least they don't like what they think marketing is all about. But the reality is, you're not just a healthcare provider, you're a business too. You need to think about your income and your finances and your business goals. So that means you need to look at promoting your business and having a marketing plan. Now, those of you listening out there who really already do some marketing you and you read articles about it all the time online, you might be thinking, well, like, but I, I read stuff from other people about it. Like, what's the big deal here? We, we have ways to do these things. But what you may not realize if you haven't looked at sort of the bigger picture on how, you know, if you haven't looked at how other businesses market themselves, if you haven't looked at how other businesses run themselves, you may not realize that there are a lot of really effective ways to market yourself as a small business owner that are not appropriate for healthcare, or at least maybe you haven't looked at that at sort of the finer detail level. It means in some ways you're kind of missing out, um, especially if you find yourself in... I am putting finger quotes here, in competition with other non-regulated professions for the same target clients. For example, here in Toronto, where it's a very competitive environment, you not only have a lot of regulated massage therapists, but you also have the unregulated massage practitioners. And some of them are extremely excellent. In fact, I was just speaking with a friend the other day who has chosen, after visiting many massage therapists that he didn't like, has chosen a non-regulated professional as his massage person. So there you have it, you know, that does happen. And, it, you know, it's, it's not regulated versus non-regulated. It's, I mean, it is to a certain extent. And I'm not saying people should choose the unregulated or the regulated professional. I'm saying in an open market where people can market themselves in certain ways, that unregulated person was my friend's choice, partly because of their marketing and partly because he really l just liked them. He went for a treatment and really loved the treatment and found it was perfect for him. So there you go. A really good example of this is the fact that massage therapists and physiotherapists, and probably others as well, are not permitted to use client testimonials in their advertising. But for any other kind of business, other than healthcare, and you know, there's probably a few other things, but for the most part, client testimonials are a very, very, very common form of social proof. I can't say very enough. It's used in marketing all the time, it's completely legitimate, and it's something that many service-based businesses will use to promote themselves. I mean, think about it. When you are looking for a business, how many times do you go and read, or a product, how many times do you go and read reviews on that product or that business before you choose to give that business or that product your money, right? Most of us do. So testimonials are a big part of advertising. But 
it does make sense that they are a no-no for regulated health professions, right? There's so many gray areas there in terms of client privacy and, you know, sort of proof, like, is the person saying something that can't be substantiated? You don't know. Oh, my gosh. You know, am I going to be, you know, skirting regulations? Definitely. I can see why they're not allowed, but it definitely does limit your business in a lot of ways. Another big topic on this sort of general theme is discounts. Now, I want to get this out of the way off the top. While there used to be a policy prohibiting RMTs in Ontario and in, I think, most of the regulated provinces in Canada from offering discounts or package deals, that was repealed 10 years ago or about that. So you are absolutely allowed to use those marketing strategies. If somebody recently has told you that it's an absolute no-go, like there's a policy from the College of Massage Therapists, they are wrong. That is old information. However, it does get a bit sticky because of the appropriateness of using, you know, discounts and packages in a healthcare setting. There are some people that feel that it just isn't appropriate whatsoever, but I do challenge you to think a bit about this. Don't just say, oh, I'm a healthcare provider, we don't do that, because you're really limiting yourself, especially if you work in a competitive environment like Toronto. You need to think about these things. As therapists not covered by provincial health plans and with private insurance policies, you know, the ones that people get from their workplaces, often not covering many treatments, discounts and package deals can be a great way to open your services up to more people, which is actually of benefit to these people and benefit to your clients. Obviously, I'm not proposing that you offer endless package deals or promotions. You know, if you, if you thought I was saying that, I'm really not. I'm not saying you should always have some sort of crazy deal running and never have your um, services at full price. Of course, you should have mostly clients who are paying your full price. But having an occasional package deal or an occasional discount, it does help get people's attention and it does allow them to get to know you and the value of what you have to offer and how good your treatments are before they pay full price. And of course, it's also a way to thank your regular steady clients too, you know. I mean, I know therapists who sometimes do this sort of, they don't advertise it, but what they'll do is at Christmas or some other holiday or for someone's birthday, they'll offer a small discount on their on their treatment. You know, and that's and that's great, you know. So you can advertise stuff like that on a small scale if you want to or on a large scale even if you want to. You know, it's it's up to you. It's your business. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Just because you're a healthcare provider doesn't mean that you you don't think about these things. So <laughs> all in all, you can consider this episode my pep talk for all you healthcare folks out there who are nervous about marketing, who don't feel comfortable with thinking about financial and business goals, and generally tend to think that healthcare markets itself, so you really shouldn't be doing that stuff. Or it's just completely inappropriate because you're a healthcare provider. You know, you do need to take the business size of your practice seriously. It's okay to market yourself. It's okay to promote your services. And you don't need to worry quite so much about your regulatory college. You know, yes, I, you do need to read and follow their regulations, of course. But as long as you're being genuine in your approach to advertising your services and keeping your client's best interests at heart, you're going to do just fine. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. 
If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candice at nixie.ca. I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week.